You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host. Hey, my lovely, lovely friends. What's happening, world? What is new with you? I am so, so, so happy to be here today recording a podcast with my adorable little pooch in my lap. And I just got my hair done and I am feeling good. So today we are jumping right on in. There are no announcements. There's no intro. Let's just get started with today's episode. Because today I'm very excited to be talking about something that I'm very passionate about. This is going to be something positive, uplifting. I don't care if you have a business or if you don't. You are going to get inspired from stories that I share today. I'm going to start this out with with talking about my story. We're going to be discussing, wow, we are going to be discussing how to create an online business with integrity and heart. Because I got asked this question on Instagram by a few people, and I get it. It's frustrating. It's confusing. Um, There is a lot of noise out there. And so if you're listening to this episode and you're like, well, I'm a mom of three, I stay at home, or I am a teacher, or I am a nurse, there's something in your life you want to create. I used to believe the story that there were some people out there that didn't want to create anything. And I'm starting to realize that that was just me buying into stories that people were saying who had had their light dimmed because I know within each person there's a desire to create something and no matter what you're creating there's going to be people out there that are telling you how to do it there are going to be people out there saying this is the only way you can make a successful venture with writing books or poetry or candle making or creating programs for kids that have certain disabilities like whatever it is that you're interested in creating I know there's someone out there saying this is the way you have to do it and I'm pretty positive at the same time there's been moments in your career where you're like well that feels icky I don't like social media I don't like marketing I don't understand marketing I can't even figure out how to get the flash off on my phone what is happening I get it so I want to share with you how to create an online business with integrity and heart in as concise of a format as I can, because I understand this podcast is not going to be a year long, and it would ultimately take a long time to be able to dive into this conversation to the depths of the desire that I have to do so. But we are not going to do that. We're going to talk about some of the big key aspects. And before this podcast, I probably just spent about 10 minutes brain dumping all the things I wanted to talk about. 
So if it kind of feels like a brain dump, apologies, but that's how my brain is working today. It just wants to dump everything out. So I'm going to start with my story because a lot of people don't know my business story. And that's something I probably haven't shared on this podcast, if ever. So this will now be my reference podcast for people who are like, how did you get started? Will you help me? I want to understand. Give me all of the black and white details. You will see this is very gray. There's lots of ups and downs with like there is with everything in life. So let me get my bearings here because I'm realizing that I'm kind of stuttering over words. And that's probably because this is a new topic for the show. And I think sometimes I stumble over my words if my brain has not cleared everything in the way that it wants to understand how to communicate it. So that's me being vulnerable and open. Yes. So if you hear me stumble over my words, that's why I'm not going to edit this. I'm just going to flow through it. Whatever comes out, comes out. So when I was in college, I wanted to be a poetry major. Didn't end up going that route. I got an English degree, but I did want to be a poetry major for a time period. And I remember this was my freshman year of college. I had a roommate who wanted to be a photographer. And one night we were like, hey, let's create blogs. It was so foreign and new to us. She is now on the cover of all these different magazines for her wedding photography. She has, she paved the way for one of the models in America's Next Top Model. She's big stuff. She's amazing at her photography. If you live in Little Rock, Arkansas, her name's Stephanie Parsley. Check her out. But that one night we were just deciding we wanted to create some blogs. So I created a poetry blog and that after that turned into a second poetry blog. So I have a few poetry blogs out there. I'm not going to tell you the names because I know you'll go search for them and I don't think I'm prepared for that madness. But that was my first experience with creating my own online portal, I guess. Something that other people could read and critique and share. And that was a really good experience. And soon after that, I started to write for um, Austin Fit Magazine and then I started to write for other publications and starting to get involved with this freelance work, writing for Paleo Magazine. And then I glided into the world of coaching. But the coaching I do now is not the coaching I did then. The coaching I did then was aligned with my bodybuilding mission. So I coached people through weight loss, through dieting, and I gave them meal plans and I told them the importance of weight loss. Yes, we're talking about me here. I did all of those things. I coached women who wanted to be bikini competitors. I coached people who just wanted to lose weight. And for a long time, that's what everyone knew me as, the diet weight loss coach. I will go back to read my first, the first workbooks I ever created were diet works workbooks where I gave everyone a one size fits all meal plan of like 1200 calories. Yes, we're talking about me. I did that, right? That's my journey. That's where I was the time period of my life. And you know what? Thank God, because I got to learn so much through that. So much through that. Am I happy thinking about putting people on 1200 calorie diets and having their body go through that? No, but I have accepted that because that's part of my journey, part of my path and part of theirs as well. I did not know better. I was sick. Okay. I was sick in my own way too. I didn't understand 1200 calories was not enough, but nonetheless, I was getting out there and I was trying to create a business. I had a burning desire to have my own coaching practice and to be known as Madeline Moon, the fitness model, right? That was where I was at the time. So 
one of my mistakes that I did during this time was getting invested and involved in the wrong coach. I got involved with a coach who didn't take time to get to know me, did not take time to find my passions, my goals, and ask me, why are you really doing this? The coach I got involved in was a coach that took me into a mirrored, wall-to-wall mirrored room and pinched my body to tell me which areas needed the most work and then told me that I needed to start coaching clients to eat 900 calorie diets. Yeah. Yeah. So I was so eager to find someone to show me the ropes that I pretty much signed up for the first person that even believed in me. And this guy, of course, quote, believed in me. But really, I think he just saw that I had potential to coach other people and then he'd get a commission for technically being my coach. So that was a troubling time in my life, to say the least. With that said, I still had this burning desire to create my own business. I didn't want, I did not want to work for anyone else. I wanted to create my own thing. Yes, I was confused and lost at a bit and what that was in the bigger picture, but on a micro scale, I really did think that that was the, the thing I wanted to do. So I was doing what I thought was best at the time. So after a time period of doing this, after my second bodybuilding show of coaching people and all this and that, I started to realize the words coming out of my mouth. I was saying things like, this doesn't feel good. I feel bad for coaching people to lose so much weight when actually I don't want to be losing weight anymore. So I took a break from coaching people and a break from my fitness blog and I moved to Colorado. So this is about four years ago. Moved to Colorado took a hiatus from everything, started to get back on track with my own life and find out what's healthy to me. Do I want to have more body fat? Do I want to accept my body fat? What is self-love? What is intuitive eating? I really invested time to get my bearings. I did not want to be leading other people when I could not even lead myself yet. So I dove into the mission of self-acceptance and eventually self-love. And then eventually, once I created love for myself, I was finally able to have love for others and to slow down with them, to listen to their concerns and their dreams and their desires. During this time of rediscovering, I started this podcast, right? So that was podcast episode number one. I was going through a period of a little bit more understanding of myself, but I was still going through that. So if you go back to the first like 10 to 15 episodes, you'll hear that a lot of it was like, tell me about low carb, what should I do? Like it was still a lot of searching. There was still answers that were not being met and I was eager to find them. After around that time period, I started to understand more and more my own beliefs around food and body love and body acceptance and weight gain and all those things being lovely and healthy. And I started to come from a place of more vulnerability and more truth. And I started to let my guard down on my podcast. And eventually people started to ask me questions. So instead of running into a closet, being fearful of stepping out and speaking up, I I embraced this. I was really grateful because I started to realize that people were noticing what I was doing. And I liked that feeling. And I started for the first time in my life, I started to get a glimmer of maybe this coaching thing is in the cards for me, but in a healthier way. Okay. So also during this time, I had a nine to five job. I was doing social media marketing at a plant-based protein powder company in Boulder. And I decided about five months in, I didn't want to do that anymore. I really wanted to coach people. I wanted to coach people to body love and acceptance. I wanted to coach people that had body dysmorphia, disordered eating, who were coming out of bodybuilding, but I was so lost. 
Where? Where do you take on something like that? How do you do your taxes when you have your own business? Could I actually work for myself and not have any other side job? Could I afford the life that I want? But then there was the deeper questions that were even scarier. The questions like, how could I help people? I'm only, what, at this time I was 23, 22? I'm only 22. How in the world am I going to help anyone? People are going to look at me and say, what does this girl know? How could she, how could this girl ever help me? Those were the fears. And I'll tell you the quote that got me through all of this. My favorite quote to this day, and I have it hanging on my wall. Your experiences are enough. And I don't think this is a quote that like, it's not like a famous quote. I think I made it up actually. But I just kept getting so worried that I didn't have the books and the training and the certifications and all the courses and the $1 million coaching experience that I wouldn't be able to help anyone. And then I coined this phrase in my head to remind myself, my experiences are enough to serve and change. I have experiences with family issues, with body image issues, with depression, with anxiety, with OCD, with failure, with heartbreak, with breaking other people's hearts. I have a good foundation. I have experiences. Those are enough to be able to help someone else. I know what it feels like. And as long as I can tap into those feelings, I can help someone else going through something hard. So also while I was doing this nine to five job and things felt really weird, I did not like it. Seriously, that my longest nine to five job, the longest time I've ever worked for another company was seven months. At the seven month point, I had a coaching call with a woman. This woman extended a two hour deep coaching session to me. She just wanted to slow down and look at my life and look at what I wanted to create. And of course I said, yeah, let's do this. I want to do this because that's the kind of person I am. I'm the kind of person that's like opportunity. Yes. Fear. I don't care. Let's do this. I know it's going to be uncomfortable. She's going to ask me some questions that I probably don't want to be asked. I know I'm going to be confronted with something that might be out of the ordinary, but let's do this. Let's do it. Living a life of yes, that has served me so much and growing me to where I am today. So I said, yes, we hopped on. We had a two hour call. She helped me to break down where I am now. Some of the things I was now in is is, there was a lot of discomfort. I was not making the money I wanted to make. I was living in a apartment I didn't like. I didn't have a relationship, but I wanted one. I had just so many things that were going on. Didn't have a savings, wasn't traveling. And then my ideal where I wanted to be was a life of travel, making six figures, having a packed out coaching practice, maybe even living abroad for a time period, having a loving, thriving relationship. The list went on and on. And this coaching in this coaching session, I felt like for the first time in my whole life, the life I wanted was possible. My parents, I love them dearly. They love me dearly, but they were very afraid that I wouldn't be able to succeed in this. So they never wanted to give me false hope. So they never really truly believed in this until I proved them that I could do it. Then they fully believed me and supported me. But beforehand, they were just so worried that they were not a, this, my biggest source of, you can do this. You've got this. They were more like, yeah, you can do this, but like, here's a whole string of concerns you should have. My friends were kind of like, oh, that's, that sounds crazy. So who was there to tell me I could actually do this and sit down and slow down with me? This one woman, she was there to slow down with me. So after that one call, 
I ended up changing my entire life from a two hour session. She inspired me. She gave me hope. She truly embedded self-belief in me by slowing down and paying attention to me, giving me her undivided attention and caringness. I ended up quitting my job a week later. I ended up flying to Hawaii because of some beautiful circumstances. Didn't even have to pay for the flight. A friend flew me out. That's what happens, my friends, when you start to choose, make choices that are aligned with your desires. Amazing things happen. A flight to Hawaii fell into my lap. I did not have enough money to go fly there and rent on an Airbnb. This fell into my lap. And that was to me, God, the universe saying, you're doing it. Yes, that's what I want you to do. Get on this plane. Go think about your life. Go think about the areas of your life that you want to grow and change. Here, my friend, is a free ticket. Go. You're on the right path. So at the same time of doing this, going over to Hawaii, I started making plans. I started to give out free coaching sessions because I wanted to feel what it was really truly like to coach people. But I didn't want the pressure of coaching people and charging them quite yet. So I gave out 20 free sessions. They did not lead anywhere because the people who wanted the coaching really didn't invest anything. So they didn't take it as an investment. It was more like a, hey, let's have a cool time to chill out with Maddie because I like her podcast. And that's fine because ultimately these sessions were for them, but they were also for me to get comfortable. And so soon after that, I got invited to an event from a coach I looked up to. This was a two-day event, no accommodation, no food provided, and it was $1,200 for two days, sitting in a room workshopping, $1,200, nothing else provided, get on your flight, meet me here at this time for two days. That was my first time to really have my idea of money and values challenged. Because I was looking at it this way, $1,200, what am I getting? What am I receiving? What? That doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. How could this be charged $1,200 for two days of not receiving anything or taking anything home? It's just time. But do you know what time can do for you? What you can learn in two days? I earned that money back in one day. The tools that I learned in this $1,200 two-day event I put to use immediately because I put down so much money I wanted to take it seriously. And then I created that money back within a day. But that was the first event where I really had my my ideas of money challenged because I, I had to realize that money is energy. Yes, of course, I understand that some people are in situations where there is debt. There is a big family to feed. I have fewer responsibilities than them. I don't have kids. I get that. But that does not mean that money is any less available to anyone else than it is to me. I'm not just lucky, right? I have had to make choices and believe in a state of abundance. And so I had to do a lot of money work to believe that I was capable of creating the funds to do this event. And eventually this coach I hired. And, you know, imagine if two days is a $1,200 investment. Imagine what a whole month of working with him looks like. And that, again, challenged other beliefs I had around money as well. If you want to create money, do you really need to spend money? In my case, it's been yes, because the things I have learned from all the events I have spent money for have given me back so much knowledge to make me a better coach, to make me a better person, to help me to slow down. Money 
comes and goes. It's like germs, right? You wash it away, but then you get more. You get more. And for me, I was always a hoarder, a hoarder of money. And if I spent money on a meal, I would obsess over it for weeks. If I spent money on a bracelet, I would obsess over it for weeks. I was the kind of person that would go to King Supers, or if you don't live in Colorado, you probably don't know what that is, Kroger, Safeway, whatever, Walmart, and I would buy a bunch of asparagus, and then I go home, and then I realized I didn't feel like eating asparagus, so I would get back in my car and go drive to the grocery store and return it for my two nineteen dollars back. For $2.19, I would do that. Because I was so fearful of spending any amount of money and not receiving it back immediately that I would go return food like that. I lived in such a space of scarcity. And I'm not saying, of course, that there are times where we need to save. Yes, of course there's times to save. But I was living in a state of either or always. There was never an and. Either I do this or I do this. Either I go to this event or I get a new bike. And then once I realize, what would it look like if I lived in a state of and? I go to Europe and I go to Bali. I have a retreat that I put on and I coach people. I get to have this beautiful dog that I love and I can have a car that works. Huh. What would that require of me to live in a state of and? And then I made decisions accordingly. And I worked on two things. I worked on abundance, my abundance mindset, getting out of this state, space of scarcity. So I finally started to attract abundance back in my life. And then I also met the universe halfway. So I worked on creating what it was I wanted. Raising my fees, becoming a better coach, getting a coach, investing more time into learning skills, putting myself out there more. So... This, that is my journey in a nutshell. After that event, I started to do a lot of work on my money mindset. That was probably now three years ago. And it has taken a lot of trial and error along the way. So I have done, if you're familiar with my work, I've written books. I've done this podcast. I write for Huffington Post and Paleo Magazine, and I have written for Ravishly, and I've had my story covered in ABC Nightline News, People Magazine, Men's Health, Teen Vogue, Vice. I've had my story covered in a lot of places because I've been getting out there, and I've been trying new things. Like I said, I've done this podcast, but I've also done a membership website. If you were part of that, it was called The Freedom Lounge. I host, I host retreats here in Boulder, I host retreats in other places, not in Boulder. I recently co-led a trip with another company to Mexico. And I've been getting out there and trying new things because what do I have to lose? Money? I will make that back. I know that because I know I'm more in control of my finances than I was before. And I've become friends with my finances where I actually look at my income and I look at my expenses and I get comfortable with all of it. I don't just look at the expenses and freak out. I also look at the income and say over and over when I see numbers I like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My good friend Katie Delbout, um, she has the podcast Let It Out Radio. She is the biggest fan of um, Happy Thank You More Please. And that's also a, a movie by Josh Radner, Happy Thank You More Please. But the concept is, this makes me happy. Thank you. Can I have more please? 
And she loves this. She talks about it all the time. And I really resonate with that as well. The movie, eh, it wasn't my favorite movie ever. But I do love the concept of happy, thank you more, please. When you love something and you appreciate it, ask for more of it. So like I was saying, it's taken a lot of trial and error. And this is what the point of this podcast is, is talking about what is in alignment with you. If you're building or creating anything, especially right now. So I got started in this, what, six years ago. And so when I was getting started in it, I I don't know, maybe the online coaching was still a big thing, but I I don't feel like it was. I feel like that's been over the past three or four years of that really getting big, but maybe it was and I just wasn't in the loop, but there at least weren't as many programs and courses on how to be a number one coach ever. So now when you get on Facebook, you have all these advertisements or you have all these people saying you have to buy this book to learn the secrets of building a big brand or you need to have your marketing look like this if you want to be successful or you need to make sure you're on Facebook Live three times a week or you need to have affiliates to promote your course. You need to have a course. It needs to be this much money in this long amount of time. You need to use podcasts. You need to speak with your voice. You need to be on video. You need to create a movie. You need to be in Los Angeles doing all the things. You need to go to the moon, right? Like sometimes it feels that way. It feels like it's so overwhelming with all the information out there because everyone is telling you what they did that made it work for them. But what if it doesn't work for you? I've noticed a few things when something doesn't work for me. Number one, I dread doing it. If you dread social media, maybe you can get by without it. If you dread affiliate marketing, maybe you just don't need it. Because if you're dreading doing something, that energy is going to come out in the product. People are going to feel it when they read what you write if you hate writing it. Number two, it isn't working. If you've been trying something over and over again, like let's say you have created a funnel, a marketing funnel with your autoresponders. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's fine. Just keep listening. Um, maybe you have tried postcards. If you have a candle shop and you're like putting up cards all over the place in coffee shops and you hate doing it and it's not working, that's another way to know something. It just isn't a good fit for you if you have noticed it's not working at all. For some people, word of mouth and referrals is the only way they get business like they did back in the day. For other people, their main thing is Facebook Live. That's how they built their entire following. For some people, it's advertisements. They love Facebook advertisements. They're really good at writing copy. They spend five grand to have someone write their copy. And they'll spend five grand to promote this ad. That's for some people. Some people spend all of their time perfecting their website. And they don't spend any time making human connections. But that's happened to work for them. And they love doing it. The third thing is you don't want to hire anyone else to do it. So if you dread doing something and it isn't working, you still have the option to hire someone else to do it and they can do it well and they actually like doing it. So it'll come out with good energy and good vibes. But if you don't want to hire someone to do it, it's not working and you dread doing it. I say then don't do it. So my what I was talking about earlier, my membership site, the Freedom Lounge, I was so excited at first because I thought it sounded so fun and awesome that I realized even though from everyone who did it, they were gaining so much from it. I really was not having fun with it. I noticed that. Like I just didn't feel like it was making the kind of contribution individually to each person as much as I wanted it to. So I ended up closing it after three months and that's fine. I got to do trial and error and figure it out. And so now I know 
my favorite work is one-on-one in coaching or my retreats. That's how I like to make the biggest difference in people's lives other than, of course, podcasting because that's just pure fun. I don't even consider this really to be I do consider it to be part of my business, of course, but it's so much fun. It just feels like an extra finger, honestly. It just feels like part of me. It's not even a question. So if you're ever worried that I'm not going to be doing this, I would not be worried about that because I'm not cutting off my finger anytime soon. What I look for when I'm trying to do something is something that's going to light my heart up on fire in the most positive way possible, like pink, glittery fire. I want my heart to feel that way. I want to feel super, super excited. Now, I've, I have a, f- a few friends who have very different business platforms. I have one friend. I will give her as an example. She does a, a, coaching, a group coaching program, and she charges each person around $750 a month, and the contracts are a year. She has 30 people in there. So if you do the math, she's making over like $25,000 a month from this, right? Really good. Lots of money. So when you hear that, you're like, what? How does she do that? Well, she's providing value and she's changing their lives and they are making more money because of that coaching. So it works because then those people are now making $25,000 because they are spending that much money and they're learning from what they are receiving in this coaching. And so when I hear that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds so awesome. I can be coaching 30 people at once, blah, blah, blah. And then I can so easily go into this, oh my gosh, I'm going to change my business plan. I'm going to do this too because that's going to make me so much money and then my business is going to skyrocket and then I'm going to live in Bali for all these different years and it's going to be amazing, blah, blah, blah. But when I get really, really, really calm and clear, even if my coach asks me a simple question like, does that excite you? I would say no doesn't because the group idea at this point in my life does not make my heart feel like it's pink and glittery and lit up doesn't excite me money is wonderful and I would love to create more in my life but I'm not going to create it if I'm not doing something that's bringing me joy no sir so you have to ask yourself this question very simply does this excite you Does this excite you? When I think about one-on-one coaching, I am excited. When I think about retreats, I become a giddy schoolgirl. When I think about traveling and doing retreats, I become excited. When I think about podcasts, I get excited. Writing a, a workbook, I get excited. I get excited about those things. The group coaching call, money, woo! But the doing it, the actual thing doing it, just because it's working for someone else does not mean it's something you need to do. There are no needs in business. I think most people, hopefully at least, come to a certain point in their career creating something, whether it's a book or a business, where you just get so tired of all the noise. Everyone pulling you this direction and that direction and you just feel and lean into what makes you the most excited and that's what you do. There's always going to be the next marketing funnel, the next social media, the next keeping up with the Joneses. There's always going to be something. Every time you get on Facebook, someone is going to be live giving a lesson and you're going to read comments that say, wow, will you coach me? And then you're going to feel left behind. 
or you're going to see someone else that's publishing one book a year and they're all amazing. And you're going to think, well, I need to publish a book a year. But maybe what you need is not to publish a book a year. Maybe what you need is to publish one book and then go on a vacation and then rest and get 20 massages and then have a couple martinis and like indulge in life and relax. I know successful people like Isabel Fox and Duke, who I had on the podcast last week. She did, she's never on social media. She's a thriving business and she is never on social media. I am always on social media because it lights me up. I connect with people there and I love that type of connection. These days, when I follow someone, if I find someone on the online world who I love what they're doing, sometimes, yeah, I'm not going to lie, I can get a little bit, oh, I wish I was as good as a writer of them. I wish I had their skills. I wish I had their time. I wish I had their sis, blah, blah. But when I catch myself doing that, I try to have a paradigm shift where I say, what are they doing that really attracts me? What are they doing that's different than everyone else? One person that I love and she's really resonated with me recently is Christian Sinclair. I have had her on the podcast, so I will have a link to that in the show notes for this. Christian asked to be on my podcast. I said, yes. Then she sent me a gift. She had a woman create a gift for me, this stained glass moon. I don't even know what it's called. It's like this four part moon. It has my name etched in it. There's a gem, a stone at the end of it. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever had. She had this made for me. She spent money to have this made for me, had it shipped to me before the episode. And we got on the podcast, had a beautiful talk. She emailed me thank you afterwards. And all of her newsletters that I read are so authentic and so they're slowed down. She makes free gifts for people. She like even like for her followers, she creates courses and programs and just gives, gives, gives. And at one point in time, I looked at her and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be as powerful as her. I want to be able to write like her. I want to blah, blah, blah. But instead, I, I slowed down and I appreciated her for her uniqueness. And then I asked myself, what is it about her that inspires me so much? Let's have a paradigm shift. Instead of getting jealous or eager, I actually, this is inspiration. That's what it is. And the, the yuck, the grime, the muck that's covering up that inspiration is the ego. The ego is surrounding this ball of excitement saying, you need to be like that. You're not enough. Be like her. But when I take a scraper to that and I scrape off all that muck, I see underneath what that really is, is just inspiration and love and connection to someone else's work. And that is a beautiful, rare thing. So think about who in your life do you automatically get a little bit jealous about or you get a little bit into the comparison syndrome about. Scrape off all that that says you, you are undervalued and they are overvalued because that's what happens when you put someone on a pedestal. You are overvaluing something about them and undervaluing something about you. That's what a worthiness wound really is. So when you scrape off that muck, you can see you're actually just really inspired by this person because they're doing something you like. And Christian slows down. She's thoughtful. She's introspective. She writes very good, high-quality content. It's not just, here's the work I put out for the week, blah, 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 there you go. Or not just sell, sell, sell. It's like there's some selling because she has services that are worthwhile to provide, but there's also content of teaching and giving. It's very unique. 
other people like that, my, the person that had that two hour call with me that I mentioned earlier, she's always been that person for me, not a social media presence. She doesn't have all these courses or Facebook ads or all these things, but she changed my life because of that two hour call. I am here today with the most amazing dog I've ever had living in an apartment that has full on windows from top to bottom with light coming in and trees. And I'm affording my rent and I am making money and I have the best clients I could ever ask for because of this two hour call, because of this woman who slowed down with me. Right? The more you work on yourself, the more you find out what you are aligned with and you let go of all the things that don't work for you, the more you're going to connect with your business and connect with the people that want to work with you. Another thing I notice is that another reason why I let go of, I've let, so some of the things I've let go of to be specific, affiliate marketing. I've tried that. It's a headache. It doesn't work for me and I don't enjoy it and I don't want to hire someone to do it. So all those three things are marked off. That means affiliate marketing for this time in my life, I don't know about the future, but for now, not working. I don't want my programs to be with affiliates. I will do affiliate marketing. I will promote someone else's stuff, but I don't want to have something of mine that other people promote for the most part, unless it's like a few people and we do it in a very unofficial way, some way that's easy. You promote, I'll give you some commission. There we go. But actually going and creating an entire program where I figure out how I can have 20 different affiliate marketers and teach them the language to use for my program and get their people doesn't work for me. Mm -mm. And when I think about it, like when I really get get very clear on the people that I want to be like the most as a coach, they don't do that either. So I had to ask myself, why am I trying to do all these tactics that people who I don't admire do? Not to say that everyone that does affiliate marketing, I don't admire. That's definitely not the case. There's many people I can think of right now that do affiliate marketing that I love. But when I think about the opposite, think about who I really, really, really resonate with that has connection, like this, the coach that gave me the two-hour call, she doesn't do this affiliate stuff. She gets on the phone with people and has real conversations and I love that. I feel connected to her and I feel like me when I'm around that energy. So I look at those people and I say, well, that's what I want to do. This is what's making my heart feel lit up and happy. So let me use that as inspiration and help me to step more into what feels good to me. Because this is a great example. So if you're getting caught up in the hustle and the bustle of the Facebook lives and the affiliate marketing and the marketing funnels and the email campaigns the three video series that you have to create before you launch any program. And there's gotta be a program before that program and buy this book. If you want to be the type of coach or business owner or leader that sets up calls with people, that writes books, maybe, maybe writing is your main source of interest and contact and that's how you connect with people. And all you ever wanna do is be in a cabin in Montana and write, do it. Don't let the fear mongering that other people are using saying, this is the only way you can build a business. You better listen to me. Don't let that fear mongering get the best of you because your best business is going to be created in the best version of you. And if you are flustered, frustrated, your head spinning, it's not going to be the best business. You're not going to create the highest amount of income. 
and wealth in other areas of your life, relationships, happiness, joy, food, health, all those things. You're not going to create the highest level that you can create if you're doing things you hate because eventually it will end. It's just like a diet. If you pick a diet that you do not like, eventually it will end. Yes, it will end. So you might as well find your flow now and stick with it. And that's not to say there isn't learning curves with things. If you're new to everything of building a business, you're going to feel frustrated at first. I can almost guarantee you that. So it's not like if you feel any inkling of frustration, just give it all up and don't even try. Social media is very blah for a lot of people. So give yourself some time to lean into it and to see. That's why I keep saying trial and error. Trial and error. First see. Don't just give it one shot or for one week, but give it time to grow and see if you find your own flow. And if you do, maybe it'll stick. Maybe that'll end up being your favorite thing ever. Do you think podcasting was the easiest thing I ever did? No. The call number one was the scariest call of my life. I was dreading it for a week. My heart was pounding for a week leading up to it. I get on calls all the time with people who are interviewing me that tell me up front, my heart is pounding. I'm so nervous to interview you. And my job then is to say, don't worry. This is totally fine. Let's be relaxed. It's all good. It's all good. But I know that feeling. I was so nervous when I started, when I started this and it was a headache to put everything together and to get it online and to create a system. It took time, but eventually I found my flow. I hired an assistant so that I can stay in my zone of genius and that she can help me along the way, which has worked out really well. So give yourself time, protect your energy, protect your sacred energy. If you're doing a lot of things like watching these Facebook live videos telling you how to do things and and you're feeling sick and anxious, start telling Facebook not to to show you those ads. If you're in a course right now that's getting your panties in a wad and you're getting frustrated all the time, maybe take a break. If you're signing up for a lot of different things, maybe focus on one thing and then try that tactic out for a while. So... I want to give you some very simple books you can check out that will challenge your self-belief. So if you struggle with believing in yourself that you can do all of this because you can, this is all within your power. You can create a business that brings you six figures. I know you're probably thinking, what? No way. But you can, you can create a business that brings you six figures where you're working with clients you love who lift you up as much as you lift them up. They inspire you because they're powerful. Work with clients who are powerful. You will always have success stories whenever you're choosing your clients that you already see all the success within. So some books I would recommend, I've mentioned this before, but if you go to audibletrial.com slash mindbodymusings, you'll get a free 30-day trial, free audiobook. That link will be on the show notes for this. You can just go straight there to the show notes for this episode. But some books you you could check out and get for free. Uh, You Are a Badass. That's a great one. Love this book. You Are a Badass is a wonderful book if you need some encouragement to realize how much of a badass you are and that you can create what you want. I remember reading that book and she talked about how she envisioned, envisioned this home she would live in, be making a certain amount of money. She never thought it would come true, but then she started working towards making that come true. It came true, and she was living in the exact house that she wanted to live in with the beautiful windows and the furniture and creating wealth and abundance. And that moment for me 
came recently over the past year. It was very surreal to be able to imagine where I wanted to live and then actually create that for my life. That is possible for you. You can live in a state of abundance in your home, in your career, in your relationships. The other book I would recommend is The Purpose Principles by Jake Ducey. Wonderful book. Love that book. In fact, that's the book that I read when I went to Hawaii right after I quit my job. Inspired me, gave me so much hope and ambition and self-belief. And then I would also recommend Playing Big by Tara Moore. She was on the podcast. I will have that link in the episode if you want, in the episode show notes if you want to check that out. But Playing Big is a wonderful book for women who want to play bigger in their life, dream bigger, do bigger. Love that book. So in my own career and in my life, I've been moving in a direction coaching wise where I am getting more focused on coaching other women who want to create businesses for women and men. So if you're a man listening to this, I have been working with people the past several years to create their own businesses and to thrive in their businesses. Many people come to me to work on their perfectionism, their sometimes depression, their anxiety, how to live more in the flow, to heal body image issues, disordered eating issues. And I still love working with that. So if that's something that you're struggling with and you want help with, come to me. But many of the people that I work with who struggle with those things also secretly desire to have their own business. And one of their biggest motivations for healing themselves is that they can help others. That's one of the beautiful things about people who are going through struggles is that the reason why so many of them create successful businesses being coaches is because they can relate. They've had the struggles and then they start coaching the person that they used to be. It's a beautiful system. I have helped people become intuitive eating coaches that came to me with binge eating and they eventually became intuitive eating coaches, rocking it, killing it. I have worked with a woman who had disordered eating and anxiety and turned into a body image yoga instructor and jewelry maker and now has a thriving jewelry making practice vulnerably sharing her body image struggles whereas before she could barely even talk about it. I have worked one-on-one with a client who I absolutely adore and she did the one-on-one work with me and then came to one of my retreats and then she launched her own transcript writing business. So she writes transcripts. She did a course on it. She started to promote herself, make connections, and now she's thriving in that. It's beautiful. I have worked with people in the Marines, people who are nurses and want to be coaches. I have worked with lawyers. I have helped people create businesses from their struggles into passions and triumphs and make money, share their gifts and make money along the way and believe in a state of abundance. I'm working with one woman right now who I absolutely adore, who is creating art. And when we started working together, her one of her biggest missions was to be able to sell her art pieces. And now she is pretty much on top of the world. I am so proud of her, but she has her art being put up in coffee shops, in bars, in art shows, in eating disorder clinics. Her art is getting out there and she's doing beautiful Facebook live videos where she's actually painting her art for people to watch and she's putting her prices up there and she's doing money work, money abundance work, and she's creating money. There's fear, yes. 
Of course, there's always going to be fear anytime you're growing and you're stepping into a new version of yourself. But that is possible for any person living and breathing. You can create and you can also create wealth with your creations. Whether you're coaching people one-on-one and you're changing their lives or you're doing retreats or you have a boot-making business or you're doing art or music or you're a speech therapist Whatever you're doing, you have, you're living in the world of technology, the age of technology where anything is possible. You can create and put it out there in a second. There is so much untapped potential and so many people just don't know where to start. So that leads me into my last thing and then we will wrap this up. If this piques your interest, if you want to be someone who can create your own career maybe out of your struggles or maybe out of your your passions something you just simply love but you don't know how and you don't think well can't be for me it can be someone for someone else but not for me let me know go to maddiemoon.com coaching fill out the application and I will provide for you a two-hour deep coaching call where we will get down to the nitty-gritty and see what you are creating in your life now I will say these are not for everyone. They are uncomfortable at times. Honestly, these sessions can be very uncomfortable because they bring up a lot of stuff. My coaching is for high-functioning people, people who are ready to create and ready to get their hands dirty and know that maybe they're living in a space of scarcity right now, but they're open to the potential and the possibility of something bigger, of abundance, of more more flow in their life, whether it be with emotional flow where they can just let go of their need to control everything or financial flow. So go to the link in the show notes for this if you would like to have one of those sessions with me and I would love to explore that with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode on creating an online business with integrity and heart and you're inspired by my own journey of this trial and error and ups and downs and ins and outs and knowing that yes I used to be a diet coach telling people how to lose weight and then I became a body image coach helping people to put it on and then I became a business coach slash life coach slash speaker slash whatever author podcast host like you can do many things you don't have to do one thing and you will grow you will change I promise you that you're going to consistently change who you are so that means you will consistently be evolving your business so be unattached be unattached to how your business is going to show up and be interpreted to the world that's not up to you your job is to decide what is most aligned with you right now and do that. How people will interpret that, that's up to them. That's their own job. We can't control that. But you are in control of being in alignment with with what you resonate with the most. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you would like to leave a review, you can do that on iTunes by going to Mind Body Musings and hitting Write a Review and give me a little review on the show because that helps me with getting up in the iTunes rankings. So thank you very much. I love you guys as always. I look forward to having conversations with the group of you that reaches out. Have a lovely week and I'll see you soon. (music) 